It's Thursday, May 30th, and I'm feeling like sharing with you all what I've been up to. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. So I finally finished my uh, spreadsheets. Um, they are automatic hex population and automatic um, monster encounter tables, right? Not just monsters, they're encounter tables. Um, I stole a lot of stuff from, talking about the encounter tables first, I stole a lot of stuff from um, Xanathar's Guide to Everything. They have encounter tables in there and um, in, nested in the encounter tables are these uh, non-combat non encounters. So I wanted to throw a bunch of those in there. Uh, so basically what uh, my encounter table does is it picks from a list of monsters and this is compiled from many sources. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, find, um, oh God, what is it? Donjon has a list of monsters and uh, where they're from. Um, now it's not all the monsters, it's only um, Monster Manual, Bolos, and Mordenkainen's. Uh, but that's fine because uh, that's that's the majority of the monsters. If I want monsters from modules, I can go ahead and go back and put those in myself. And that's not going to be too much work. D&D um, Beyond didn't have an easy way to copy-paste into, um, into uh, a spreadsheet. And uh, I didn't want to take the time to reformat everything. Uh, so also, and uh, instead of just grabbing a list of monsters, I would have had to grab like 10 lists of monsters because I, I didn't see a way to have more than like 20 monsters on a page. Then I went to um, Creature Codex and um, uh, Tome of Adventure Design. No, not the Tome of Adventure Design, although I do love that book. More on that later. Um, Tome of Beasts, and uh, they have uh, Creatures by Environment. So I went ahead and uh, pulled those lists out. Um, I had to reformat a lot with Creature Codex, but that's all right. Um, I got pretty fast at it. Uh, and uh, I set it up so it picks, you tell it where to pick from. Uh, Creature Codex and Tome of Beasts have um, an any monsters table, like or any, any terrain table. So these are the monsters that you can find anywhere. Um, I think the way uh, the, the 5e is set up is that those monsters are already in the encounter list for the other terrains. So what I did was um, give it a 20% chance for a slot to be taken up by um, a, a, a monster from the any list. And that is about two and a half per list because I have uh, 11 on there, 11 encounters. So um, 2.25 I think is the right number, right? Uh, anyway, so, um, and then it just pulls a random assortment of monsters from these tables that I created. Now, unfortunately, I created tables and that uses, and that's an Excel only thing. Um, I think that OpenOffice can do it. Um, I need to install OpenOffice and double check, but, um, if it does, then that's a way for me to share these. Um, they are definitely not for commercial use, right? Um, in fact, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't even know if I'm allowed to distribute stuff with the monster names in them. Um, but I, uh, uh, and especially the Xanathar stuff, because that's like ripped straight out of the book. So I um, have these uh, encounter tables that I can just pop up, you know, when I need them. And uh, what, what my goal was, because uh, I started creating this, like, an Arctic encounter table. And it was, you know, like, 100 monsters long or something crazy. And it's like, that's really cool, and it's really random. And I'm going to get a, a variation of monsters each time. But I really don't need that many monsters, right? So um, what, what I decided I was going to do was pair it up with my hex, my um, automatic hex populator. And that's mostly taken from D30, uh, Sandbox Companion. There's also some stuff from Tome of Adventure Design in there. And maybe something from Castle Old Skull. Um, I'm not sure, though. So uh, I decided I was going to pair these up, right? And I, I paired them up. And I started looking at it. And I was like, this is an awfully lot of encounters for six-mile hexes, right? Because um, I was doing some research on predators and how far that they travel from their um, their home, and it's kind of like a um, like wolves can travel up to 20 miles away uh, is is kind of what I came to, and that's kind of what I settled settled with. So I figure if you've got a predator, he's going to kind of stay within one 24 mile hex. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to populate these 24 mile hexes right with um, with an encounter table. And then I'm going to go in, and each of these um, subhexes, which I have, I think six subhexes, no, four subhexes, four six-mile subhexes, um, uh, four across. So I don't know how many of that is. I think it's sixteen. So I'll have sixteen more hexes or whatever it is for um, six-mile hexes, and I'll use my hex populator to um, put three different encounters or places in there. Um, I seem to be getting a lot of repeats. Um, I seem to be getting a lot of pairs. And the way my encounter table is structured is that my numbers come from... So I have a master table that, ro that rolls and each of those um, entries is pulled from another table that rolls. So if I roll the same two numbers, it's going to say the same things. And I haven't exactly figured out a way to check for duplicates. Um, I, I haven't figured out a good way to check for duplicates. Um, I know a way to check for duplicates, and uh, I, I'm hoping that it's very easy to do. Uh, it may or may not be, you know. So. Um, I am getting a lot of duplicates, though, because, uh, you know, D100 doesn't have that many variations. It's not D100, right? It's more like um, I, I have less than 20 entries. I probably have 10 or between 10 and 15 entries uh, on this list. So uh, I'm getting quite a lot of doubles. And what I need to do is figure out how I can check that double and make that table refresh without my main table refreshing. Not exactly sure how that will work. But uh, I really, I really like the idea of it. 
Um, I've put it out there a couple of places. Um, one place you can find it is my Patreon. I don't remember if I put it on my blog or not. It's at, as a public post on Patreon, so you can go there and check that out. Um, I, I think it needs a lot more tweaking, right? But I'm, I'm done with the data entry for the most part. Um, all the tweaking can, uh, can come, you know, in time as I use it. Uh, so I'm really interested to get this stuff to the table. Uh, I think it'll definitely help for um, uh, traveling through a 24-mile hex, giving it three distinct um, locations, right, that you can, you can come across in this hex. And basically the way I'm doing it is the way uh, Hot Springs Island does it. And that is, um, or I'm going to do it the way Hot Springs Island does it and just go from top to bottom. The first thing you encounter is this one. Second time you pass through, it's this one. Third thing is this one. Um, and when I go to the six mile hexes, it's going to be, um, the first thing is obvious and the next two are hidden. So you have to search these hexes for it. So every hex is going to have something in it. Uh, the problem I'm coming up with now is towns, right? Um, so every 24 mile hex should have a town, right? Because you shouldn't have to travel more than a day without resting. And... If there's a trade route between two places, then there needs to be some place for the caravan to rest, right? Um, Zobek is on a river, so uh, a barge can go down a river and be, be manned 100% of the time. I guess you could do the same thing with a caravan if you got a bunch of people who can sleep on a caravan. So, I need at least one town per 24 mile hex. That doesn't seem too hard, uh, but I think my problem is I'm coming up with too many towns. Um, I seem to be getting one or two towns every third or fourth roll. Now, like I said, the duplicates is a problem, but I'm trying to get past that. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. So, uh, I can think this out here, but it's just going to be a bunch of, uh, like formula speculation and number crunching. So that doesn't sound like it makes too interesting of a podcast. Uh, not that me babbling about an Excel table really does. So anyway, I'm interested to get this to the table. Um, I, I've made it so I can copy and paste really quick into uh, my OneNote form. Uh, and um, it can have it organized. So what I'm planning on doing is making a bunch of these hexes, checking them out, um, and trying to make a couple sub-regions for these hexes. Um, really excited to do this and uh, I'm, I'm really hoping to get something that I can use in the future for uh, hex crawls that makes filling up a map less daunting. Not sure if I mentioned this yet, but I'm starting a second group. Um, as you may or may not know, I play with my Midgard group uh, every other Friday. So I am going to start a group on those opposite Fridays. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but in my life I haven't felt like I had the time nor, uh, well, nor deserved the time to play a second game. Um, I, I've come to the point where I, I feel like I have earned it. Uh, I feel like it's something I can do in my life, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. So the basis of this was um, me talking to my future son-in-law, future son-in-law, yeah, uh, engaged. That's what that means, right? So um, 
talking to him about, you know, the reasons he doesn't play is because he can't get a group that stays together. And I was like, well, you know, you sound like a pretty new DM. I could understand that. Do you want to DM or you want to play? And he said, oh, I want to play. And I was like, shit, I'll DM. No problem. So at base, it looks like I've got three players. It looks like I've got uh, him, my daughter, and their friend. I've also opened this up to my other group, and uh, I'm hoping uh, at least one or two of them can join. Now, um, I asked if they cared what we played. He said no. So that opens up a whole realm of possibilities, right? So the first thing I think of is um, what I'm reading, right? What I'm reading right now, Silent Titans. Actually, I'm not reading it anymore. I just finished it. I'm thinking, man, I would love to get this to the table, right? This is exciting. This is different. This is unique. Um, and it's really, really whacked out. I think it lends itself to being run um, very sandboxy, very open, right? Many, many sessions. I also feel like it can be done very linearly. Um, very, we're moving on to the next dungeon. The next, the dungeons are like, you know, between like six and 10 rooms each. So they're all pretty, pretty easy to get through, right? Uh, in a night, I mean, they're not necessarily easy to get through. Um, there's a lot of weird shit. And um, so I can, I can see this being like a 10 session game, right? Um, actually, I'm not even sure if there's 10 dungeons. I think there's 10 dungeons. There may be less. Uh, so yeah, I can, I can see this going for a short defined amount of time, right? Uh, I, I'm going to, um, well, so not, not to what I'm going to do yet. Let's go with, uh, thinking about games. So I've been talking about this on, um, uh, the, 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 uh, ultraviolet grasslands, um, uh, discord. Wow. I just lost all my speech capabilities there. I've been talking on, about this on the Discord because uh, we were talking about Silent Titans and someone had mentioned, like, just like in passing, not even to me, not even in reference to Silent Titans, but uh, Hot Spring Island. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about how much I like that. And I forgot about how much I wanted to get that to the table. So now I'm at this place where I've got, I've got basically two weeks. It's Sunday. Next Friday is my mid-card game. The, game the, the week after is my, um, my new game. It's the first session. Man, what a hard decision, right? And if I sit down and think about it, there's probably a lot of other stuff that I want to get to the table too. Um, so the thing is, with Hot Springs Island, I really want that player's guide, you know? So I haven't taken a look at it yet. I'm pretty sure it was like... 50 pages, if not more. Um, I don't know what size it was. Um, hopefully it was like uh, half size. Uh, I was thinking about printing up a couple test pages, see what it looked like, um, it, on like half size, so I could make a field guide. Um, but it really, if it's more than 50 pages, that's like 25 sheets of paper, and it, it can just get bigger, and if the print's too small, then it's too small to read. So I may hang off on that one until uh, a print copy comes back. 
uh, they're doing another print run soon, so uh, I may be able to get that and add it to my collection. I remember seeing hot springs as very easy to run, uh, very, very simple, right? It's um, a very detailed, uh, random sandbox. Um, I thought it was very cool. Uh, I thought it would be um, something easy, something different that I can just pick up and go with. Um, like I said, though, I really want that player's book. So I'm leaning towards Silent Titans now. Um, I'm really kind of have thought about Silent Titans a lot, and I'm, I've put a lot of time into thinking about running Silent Titans, right? Um, I don't usually think about running these things as I'm reading them, I think, you know, because I, I usually don't have an empty slotted game coming up. So I really think that it's going to be Silent Titans. Um, Into the Odd is a very simple rule set. I've taken a look at it, and it's very cool. Um, it's very simple, and I think that um, it, it would be a good system to uh, get these players' feet wet, right? So a little history on them. I think they just started role-playing in the last, you know, less than five years. So I think it's just something that they've always wanted to do. They decided to try it, um, and they kind of got into 5th edition. But somebody, I don't know. I don't know who brought the books or who bought the books, Um pretty sure they have the books for 5th edition, but um, they somehow moved from 5th edition to 3rd edition, so I'm not sure exactly how that move happened, um, but they were playing 3rd edition for a while, and it sounds like they weren't doing it very well, right? They were doing, they were playing like we used to play, well, we as in me and my friends, um, when I was young, right? Whatever books we had, we're just going to mash them all together. Uh, if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, we'll figure out how to make it work. So, uh, I think bringing them in with a simpler system, uh, I, I was definitely thinking uh, a simple system, maybe a BX clone. Um, I don't think first edition, maybe. I was thinking um, maybe Axe, but I don't know Axe very well. Um, and that's something that I haven't read yet. And I don't know if I want to spend all my, you know, two weeks prep time reading and deciding if that's what I want. Um, let's see. So, so I really think I'm going with either Into the Odd or uh, if I don't run Silent Titans, some BX clone. Because uh, maybe, maybe even a Zero E clone. Uh, I have Swords and Wizardry. I like Swords and Wizardry. It's very simple. It's very easy. Um, it's got the, uh, the single saving throw, which I kind of like, but if not, I can easily replace that with an attribute saving throw. Anyway, I, I, I think a really light system would do these players good so they can, um, get away from the learning the system part, right? And, uh, figure out the role-playing part more. Now I've been told, and I know, that, um, their friend is kind of a, a crazy out there one, right? Uh, it sounds to me like he's the bard seducer or the murder hobo. Um, but I have a feeling that the other two can kind of get that way. Maybe not my daughter so much, but I feel like if two people are going down that hole, it's easier for everybody to fall down that hole. So that's why I'm kind of liking Silent Titans. Um, 
because it's it's really way out there and there's not a lot of room for murder, murder hoboism there's a um a pretty clear goal uh to to the end um silent titans was written it wasn't put together the way i would have liked um i got about three quarters of the way through the book and uh i was ta- talking to someone on discord and i was like what's the point of this like why are the people doing this and how do they know what these things are right and what what even are they um and he kind of gave me a, a quick overview of you know the whole kind of thing which cemented it a little more in my head um but I get to the end of the book and there's this whole chapter on what these things are and why the players would want to go after them. So I'm like, oh my God, right? Why wasn't this the first chapter? Um, because that's like, I mean, that's what the players need to know, you know, that they need to know what the deal is. Um, and I can't remember, I think maybe he set it up. So the first chapter is like player readable, you know, um, I remember him saying something about if you're reading this to GM, then skip to the end and read the rules because the rules are there. But maybe uh, I missed it and he said skip to the end because the plot is there. <laughs> and if you're running that, you should need to know that you should know that first. So uh, anyways, um, I, I don't think I'm going to go back and reread it because it's not as obtuse as I thought it was once I got to the end, right? Um, I'm definitely going to reread the first couple of chapters and uh, I definitely want to run a lot on on our session zero um so i'm 90 percent sure i'm going with silent titans into the odd character generation is odd <laughs> um it is not it's not regular right it's not you decide what you are you roll some dice and find out what you are. Um, I like this idea, um, especially for the the more rowdy players, right? Because a rowdy, uh, stereotypically, let's say, let's say I've got some crazy asshole that I'm playing with, and he's going to play a crazy asshole character, right? He's going to pick that crazy asshole character. He's going to staff that crazy asshole character, and he's going to um, give it stuff that will make him be able to play in his crazy asshole way. With Silent Titans, or with Into the Odd, you roll some dice and you find out what you get, right? So uh, I kind of like this theory. Um, I need to look at it more, though, and decide if I want everybody to make one character or two characters. Maybe take two characters and pick one from that. Um, Maybe take two characters and run them like a funnel. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, This... This mod seems really deadly, right? And sorry, when I say mod, I mean adventure for those who uh, don't remember what modules are. Um, it's what we used to call adventures in the old days. Uh, I'm not sure why, because they were modular, I guess, and they could fit into anyone's game, I guess is the idea. Anyways, so uh, character generation is really is really quick also. So it's going to take us less than 10 minutes to get characters and get going. So what's my session zero, right? Um, I'm going to go back and look at what I did for session zero for my Zobac game. And um, I'm going to uh, steal a little bit of that. 
but I want to say like 80% of it or 90% of it was character generation stuff, you know? It was, uh, it was a lot, a lot of character generation. And I had like a whole slideshow in Google Slides that I put up. Um, if I remember, I will link that uh, in the show notes. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll remember because I listened to this thing twice afterwards. Once for, uh, just to make sure, and then the post-edit listen for show notes. Uh, but I digress. Um, I, I don't know what what exactly I'm going to do for a session zero. You know, uh, I'm going to look at some session zero stuff. Um, and I think really it's just going to be setting expectations, you know. No assholery, you know. I, I don't want you guys to be assholes, you know. And um, that basically, to me, means you having fun at someone else's expense. So if you are doing something that someone else doesn't like, they express that and they continue to do it, then, you know, you need to stop. Also, I want to put some sort of safety device on there. There's a dungeon that's kind of dark. There's a dungeon I might skip. Um, So I want to talk about maybe the X card, I think. Um, Lines and veils, probably. I don't mind doing lines and veils. I kind of like that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the X card is a index card, basically, that you set in the center of the table. And anytime anyone feels uncomfortable with something that's going on, they touch that card or hold that card up or point to that card or say X card or whatever, however you want to get it out. Um, and let and, and then that, that scene ends and you move on, right? There's no discussion about it. There's no... Oh, that's not so bad. You know, oh, why don't you wise up? Oh, we're almost done with this scene. It's just, it, boom, fade to black right there. You know, okay, this is this is what's making you uncomfortable. I'm noting that down to not include that in the future. And we are ending this scene. All right. So um, that, I mean, generally, I would say that extends into um, excessive violence, uh, rape, um, sex, um or uh, like abuse, right? But I've also heard of cases of it, like spiders being too much for people and uh, crazy shit like that. So if something's making you uncomfortable at my table, then I wanna change that. So, uh, roses and thorns. No, not roses and thorns, lines and veils. Lines and veils are um, exactly what it sounds like, right? There is a line that I do not want to cross, okay? Abusing children is a line I don't want to cross, right? Um, And a veil is something that we can talk about in game, right? A line is just no. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, A veil, on the other hand, is um, something that we can allude to, all right? Um, These two players go in the back room. Well, these two players. These two characters go in the back room and they, you know, start to get undressed and fade to black right? So we can allude to sex, but let's not play sex in our game. Um, that's lines and veils. That's the X card. Uh, definitely something I'm going to be using. Um, uh, basically no assholery and maybe a quick overview of the system because it's, it's a very light system. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackernerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the new link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website. Email me at my new email address, cockatrice-nuggets at gmail.com and check out my blog at Slacker Nerds with links to my Patreon and all my other socials. 
Come join us on the Audio Dungeon Discord server linked in my show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share it with your friends or shout it from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out is great with me. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.